Hey there. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're discussing what it takes to pursue purpose intentionally while doing everything we have in our hearts to do. Together, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Hey, Global Girls, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. Today, I'm so excited to talk to Miss Kayla Walter. Today, we're going to be talking about thriving in singleness and in business. Kayla is a financial life coach, speaker, certified financial planner, and founder of the Faith driven single women community. She believes in helping believers match their abundance of faith with the weight of their wallets by teaching them how to better manage and increase their income so they can give generously, work purposefully, and live abundantly. I have with me Miss Kayla Walter, and I'm so excited to have her sponsor this episode. This episode is sponsored by the Faith driven single women community. So I'm going to give Kayla an opportunity to introduce herself and to tell us anything she wants to share. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Jasmine, for having me. Um, As you just said, hello, everyone. My name is Kayla Walter. I am a financial life coach and I um, love to help single women um, just match their faith with um, and you well, utilizing their faith to help better manage and increase their finances so that they can do all the things that they want to do in this life without checking with their bank account. So, yeah. That's awesome. I'm so excited that I got a chance. I guess we met online. Um, you reached out to me to participate in your conference or online virtual summit for single women. Because mm-hmm. I have a book called Heart Rhythm, Surviving Singleness with Faith, Know-How and Grit. And by the way, it's available anywhere books are sold. But we're talking all about Kayla today. We're talking about faith. We're talking about know-how. We're talking about grit. And Kayla reached out to me to just kind of be a part of her summit, which was a dynamic experience where I was able to share, share a little bit about my journey as a single woman, but also about my book and just talk to the ladies about just kind of surviving and thriving in singleness. So I want to talk to Kayla about why she decided to develop this community for single women and what that looks like for her, you know, for the rest of this year. Yeah. So honestly, I don't even know where the idea came from. Um, You know, right after the pandemic hit, everybody, you know, sitting at home for extended periods of time. And that's when I really started like digging into, you know, and looking into entrepreneurship. And I honestly thought it was going to going like a completely, totally different route. But I just always had this thought in the back of my mind, like, oh, I want to do something for single women. I don't know why. It was just always a thought in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. And it took me about a year to even put that online Uh, conference on because I was focused on like, oh, I need to just stick with the finance thing and just, you know, stay over there. So it took me a year before I even did, you know, Faith Driven Single Women, um, the the three-day event. Uh, But it was just always a a thought and it's just something that hasn't left me. It's still something Mm -hmm. that I continue to feel drawn to do as stretching as it is. 
um, it, it still just like hasn't left me. But now I'm thinking like, okay, I just took the the really the long route <laughs> <laughs> back to like, okay, well, maybe, you know, this is honestly just where I'm being called to in this season is uplifting and encouraging and speaking into the lives of single women. That's so awesome. You know, when I was single, it was challenging for me. And we talked about this a while back when we first met. It was challenging. I was not thriving. I was definitely surviving. And it was just an emotional roller coaster of heartbreak. It was an emotional roller coaster for me um, as it relates to just dealing with childhood traumas and things of that nature. So you're definitely giving back in a meaningful and positive way. You call it the faith-driven single women's community. And by the way, it's on Facebook. So look her up on Facebook. Look up that Facebook group. It's a dynamic group. Yes, but yes. you call it the <laughs> faith-driven group, women, single women's group. Why? Like, do you think that singleness resides in faith? One of the tenets of the Girl Go Global podcast and community is faith, but why faith-driven single women? What, of what value does faith have in singleness? I think faith has value in, in honestly everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the community that, you know, I'm in the process of building, I really wanted it to attract ambitious women, mm-hmm. like ambitious women of faith. Like in order to have ambition, obviously you've got to have a lot of faith in your, your skill set and your ability to get the job done or to accomplish, you know, whatever new goal that is that you have set for yourself. And, you know, also when it comes to singleness, you know, having faith that even though I'm here in this moment right now and I'm not married, I have faith that one day, if I haven't already met this man, I am going to meet this man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going to be the happily ever after that is, that, you know, has obviously continual maintenance, but it's going to be the happily ever after that, you know, I've prayed for it. And so, In Jesus' yeah. name, how about that? Yeah. So how are you thriving in singleness? Like what helps you thrive? I know that you, one of your foundations is your faith, but what do you do to help you thrive in singleness? And what suggestions do you give and share out in your community? Yeah. So for me, I feel like maybe I'm a little bit different because I am a natural introvert. So it don't bother me not one iota to be by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like I am completely comfortable with myself. And I know for me, um, communication is like a big thing for me. Even when I was younger, um, like in junior high, even when I was in high school, I used to always make this joke, like, I need to marry a man in the military because he'll be able to go away out in the field or something for two weeks and I give me time to miss him before he come back. Like, yeah. that is just, <laughs> that has always been my thing. Really? Oh, so, my goodness. And I'm the, I'm opposite, the start opposite. Yeah, like, I have just, I've just really never been a codependent person um like I don't need somebody around me 24 7 like when it comes to like you know love languages and I finally read the book and it honestly helped me understand like me and my brother's relationship and why we never got along is because we don't speak each other's love languages Mm. and knowing my love language and knowing what what isn't my love language has helped me so much and even though I know even sometimes I'm terrible at you know communicating 
other people's love languages. I know mine and I know why, like when I'm annoyed or something, it's because I'm an acts of service person. I don't care about no physical touch. You don't even got to touch me. You ain't got to spend time with me like that. Cause I don't yeah. want to be spending time with other people like that. Like just, just do what I asked you to do. And <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm going to share something me. and I'm probably going to get in trouble for even saying this, but um, before I got married, we, my, my husband and I, we did the, we read the book. We went to the five love languages conference and with Gary Chapman, it was great. Right. Awesome. And, and my um, love languages prominent dominant one is the acts of service and I think maybe somewhat words of affirmation right so you know my husband and I we were not intimate before marriage we waited and so once I once I got married I had to go back and backtrack I said no it's physical touch (laughs) (laughs) so at one time it it's acts of service but yeah I, I I'm 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 raising that one up myself <laughs> so you know Look, th- that's my story and, my, and I'm sticking to it <laughs> I didn't yeah. change it myself I don't need no survey to tell me <laughs> look but you already you already got the knowledge inside so you know how to make those tweaks um but yeah like for me it's just being being single honestly there's just so many things that I want to do um and when it comes to to me thinking ahead I'm like there's so many things I want to accomplish before I even get to that point mm-hmm. like I I've decided like I want to be bad and bougie and I want to have a soup a little a l- lavish wedding um but that costs money and I'm like okay well I gotta I gotta grow mm-hmm. um so I can afford this because there's just no way I'm gonna be like you know I'm gonna make my parents pay for something that I want you know um especially when it comes to all of the extras like <laughs> I just want, like, I want my life to be so extra and somebody's got to pay for it. Right. So I was like, all right, Lord, give me the wisdom and help mm-hmm. me figure this thing out so I can afford, you know, the things that I want to afford and the, you know, afford the life that I want to live so that I'm able to do the things, you know, that I, I want to do. And so that's also another, I guess, like point for me in thriving in singleness is like one, I'm, I'm okay you know, mm-hmm. with not being married. And even, you know, in my late twenties now, and, you know, it used to be a whole like, oh my God, I cannot pass 30 and be unmarried. Or I'm going to be like the black sheep or whatever. And, you know, some of that stems from just growing up in a small town and being around people who, you know, got married at like 22. And then everyone <laughs> who always tells you as soon as you graduate college, they're like, okay, yay, now you need to get married. And I'm like, what? Why? Mm-hmm. Like, I just got my degree. Like, can I go work first? Like, you know, can I get some experience? Can I earn my own money? Um, and I don't know. That's, that's just always been something for me. I like, I used to joke all the time and my family knows like I have, um, like I, people say I look like my mom, but I have my dad's attitude (laughs) and with my dad, my dad's always, you know, raised me to not depend on people. Um, and I may have taken that up a couple of notches (laughs) if I'm honest so when it comes to like me it's like okay you know I know how to depend on myself and I enjoy depending on myself um and I'm working on and I know that's going to be a point for me even transitioning into a you know marriage type relationship is learning how to depend on 
somebody else, you know, cause I'm just I so like, I'm, I'm so focused on like, it's me. I do what I got to do. I don't got to ask nobody no questions when I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I mean, of course there are t- times at night when I'm like, Jesus, I wish somebody would come take this trash out. Mm-hmm. Like I just need a man to do just these things, take this trash out, check the mail, and then change these clocks when the time changes, you know, do stuff like (laughs) (laughs) do do stuff around the house like that. But other than that, like, I'm just like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't got to ask nobody for nothing. I don't need permission, you know, to do nothing. I don't got to worry about like, if I don't feel like cooking, I can go the whole week with just eating out because, you know, it's just me. Mm -hmm. And I have everything kind of like timed down to, to like a T. Like, I know if I go to this place, I can get you know, I can eat on that for like four days and I ain't got to think about nobody else. Wow. <laughs> but listen, when you, I know, take it from me. I'm older than you. We ain't even going to get into how old I am, but I know I'm older than you. Take it from me. <laughs> I didn't get married until I was 38, 37, somewhere in there. And so it was a transition for me because I was like you, I own my own home. I do this. I'm professional. I'm all of that. I love God, all of that. But coming into a marriage I really had to kind of give a little bit and relax and take the reins off of all the control that I had of of my life to invite someone else in to be that leader that I prayed for to be to trust him to lead and it was challenging for me you know I've just celebrated my third year anniversary wedding anniversary so excited about that we survived a lot. We survived living in the house together during COVID and a whole bunch of other things. And we've enjoyed it. It was great. A lot of people didn't make it out of COVID now. That is that is true. That a is lot true. of divorces, right? So I'm grateful for that. But I had to learn and I'm still practicing releasing that control acknowledging it doesn't have to be the way I wanted it to be or just kind of, you know, letting him lead because for so long it's been me and God. I pray God give me instruction and I'll carry it out. Or I just follow my instinct to make certain decisions and things of that nature. But now having to, you know, we remodeled our, our bedroom um, and just got new decor and things of that nature. And I, Whereas I would have made all the decisions. I'm like, okay, you like this paint color? I don't like that paint color. You know, so we just like this little give and take. So I get it. And I'm going to pray for you on that. Because when you bring someone else into your your house, your community, you move in or buy something, it's it's, it's a lot of give and take. And so that's one of the things I know for sure is a challenge for women who have achieved a lot when they had when they have that significant other and I definitely have I definitely don't have no beta male in my house so like he's a leader a true <laughs> leader he on, you know just let me run all over him and do everything that I say you know he's strong-willed strong mind but I do appreciate that he hears from God too how about that mm-hmm. yeah. I appreciate um that he makes sound decisions but I also recognize, you know, that I need to kind of just fall back and just trust the man that I married. 
Yeah. And I already know. So everybody listening, y'all can just go ahead and send up a prayer or three. Before we get off of this, before we close, we're going to say a little prayer just for not only you, but for other women who, who say, God, I want my spouse. I want who you have for me, but this is an area where I struggle in because it's a constant prayer. Like, yeah. And, and I know for me, like that, I already know, like, that's going to be a challenge for me, just like what you said. And I already, you know, we know as ambitious women, you can't deal with no beta man because easy, quick, easy, walk right all over him. Like, mm-hmm. I already know, like, oh, beta, I can squish you like a bug, honey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I will run all around you. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want No. That. And, you know, no, no ambitious woman wants that. I like, hope well, maybe some of them do. Well, I mean, I don't want, but, you know, at the end of the day, even being um, an ambitious woman, you know, I just feel like strong women want stronger men, Mm. you know, because we don't want anybody like at the end of the day, I might like control. I might like, I like, you know, I might enjoy making the decisions, but I don't want to have to make those. Mm -hmm. Like I want somebody else to step in, like you make the decision. So I don't have to think about it. My husband makes all our travel plans. Oh, that is amazing. Like, and, but but let me t- let me put a caveat out there for all everybody. It's good, but I might not have my plane ticket until the day before. <laughs> I gotta be okay with that. <laughs> I might not know where I'm staying, but I know I'm going. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, but, see. But see, that's my point, right? Mm-hmm. That's my given. Yeah, I'm a planner. Most women are planners. Oh yeah, I want to book my trip two week, a month, two months, have a long. I know I'm going. All right, let's book the stuff. But that's not how he operates. And I ain't using my card to book it. (laughs) (laughs) So I gotta wait till he's ready. (laughs) And so because he's a business owner, he's very busy. So he he got he his his priority is taking care of our house, taking care of his business, and if it's not in that synchronized order, we going on a trip in two months in July. We don't have our ticket yet, but I know we going. Well, so look, that was that was faith. my giving. That's a whole right? that's a whole new level of faith. But <laughs> I'm just saying, when he has proven that it works. Yeah, that I'm going to end up five star, or he find me some first first class ticket. Oh, I'm good with that. Oh, okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. So if I, it's just like God. Let's talk about God. God pr- proves He has proven Himself. We got history with God, right? Yeah. We can we have faith in what He can do because He has proven Himself. His word is true. No word has returned void. He has always come through. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I trust that God gave me the man who he has for me and I have faith and he has proven we've been on many trips together. I have never been out on the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in those instances and people look at me like, we y'all, y'all have your room. Oh, we're going to have it. <laughs> I just might not see the confirmation email coming our family email until you know I'm packed I'm ready <laughs> I know what day I'm leaving and sometimes yeah. he might say okay we gotta leave um, early than I thought I got a different you know 
So I'm just saying, I'm just ready to pivot. I'm with him. I'm I'm driving with him through the wheels for love. So if that's the only thing I got, to, one of the things I got to give up on, and I know he's going to take care of it, and he's going to use his card, I'm good. <laughs> give and take, give and take. Right. So that was different for me. So that's just one example of me letting him lead. That's a good one. That's a good one because me personally, I'm, I already know I'm the kind of type that I'm be, I check behind everything and then I'll be the one to be like, all right, we hitting the 24 hour mark. Like, I need you to chop, chop. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know it works. And he, he what he said, babe, I got it. And I said, okay. Okay. <laughs> now, it took some getting used to. Let me be uh-huh. clear. Yeah. It took some getting used to. But you pick your battles and it mm-hmm. works. I trust him and it never, like he has never left me <laughs> forsaken without a place to sleep <laughs> or travel, way to travel. So how about that? Oh my well, God, this conversation is so good. Um, I am talking with Miss Kayla Walter. She is the founder of the Faith Driven Single Woman Community. It's found on Facebook. Check her out in the in uh, on Facebook and be sure to join her group if you're out there single and wanting a community of women to fellowship with, to study the Bible with, and um, partake in some events. But Kayla, you talked about something earlier that I want to circle back to. And you were talking about like that financial stability, some things that you want to achieve and you are a financial planner. So why not let us know what you're doing to kind of shore up your finances. So I'm going to use for lack of a better term, this idea about so you can secure that generational wealth that so many are talking about. Um, Any tips you have for financial planning as a single woman? You know, because it's much different when you're married and you got a two income household. But what are you doing? What can you share for those faith driven single women out there who are looking to shore up their finances and maybe get out of debt or just kind of achieve some things on their own while they are single? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I feel like some people are, you know, not to say intimidated, but just like sometimes you you get put off when you hear the term like financial advisor or like financial planner or think like, oh, you just have it all together. And it's like, I need, I want people to realize number one, um, I'm still in my twenties. So I ain't been working that long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I am still working towards, you know, goals myself. Like I would love to be like, yeah, I got a million, million dollar investment portfolio, but I don't, I don't even think I've made a million dollars to date um, throughout all of my working years. Cause I just ain't been alive that long. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, for, for me, one thing that I am, you know, really focusing on, you know, a lot of people like we listen to Dave Ramsey or whatever I'm trying to tell you, mm-hmm. you know, you need to get out of debt first. Um, but I like to take my counsel from um from other people who align more with me and you know not to say that you should not strive to get out of debt because you absolutely should like and I want you to get out of debt but I also want you to have something on the other side that is an asset so you know if if you have debt and that's the big goal you know getting out of debt effectively leaves you at zero and now you have a zero net worth you know and one more you know, catastrophe emergency can come back in, you know, could come in as typically it does. Once you find solid ground, 
Murphy's Law, um, something, something's going to happen and that's going to put you back in debt, right? Especially if you didn't plan for it. So making sure you have your basis covered, number one, like in the, firm, in the form of like an emergency fund, having your three to six months or, you know, more worth of expenses, you know, saved up for you in case of an emergency. And then, you know, moving into your investment accounts. Most people, if you're, you know, if you're working the job, you have access to an investment account. You might not consider yourself an investor, but if you're putting money into that account, every time you get paid, you are an investor and it's worth taking a look into and maximizing what you already have. A lot of people think that they don't have accounts, think that they can invest because they don't have the money when truth is their job has given them an investment account. They are an investor. They just don't know what they're looking at. They don't know what they're entitled to. You know, they don't know what they have. So checking and seeing what you have first, like, okay, you have this account. Let's look at it, you know, see what it's invested in, see what your rate of return is, you know, get yourself familiar with, with what's there. And then you can look into, you know, getting into having outside accounts that you can manage, you know, like by yourself, but just starting there is just, you know, super simple. And then, you know, um, just saving for things that you want to do, whether that be travel, whether it be, you know, home ownership, or, you know, maybe wanting to live abroad, you know, whatever it is, you know, money, money can, you can stretch your money to do whatever money is just a tool. That That's all it is. It's a tool for you to help you live your life. Money should never, ever, ever be the dictator of how you live of how you live your life it should just be a tool in which you use to you know to utilize to make your life better that's so good I you know one of the things that I wish I had known right um when I started my career is you know you mentioned about that portfolio investment portfolio that a lot of um, career jobs offer I didn't know I didn't do, I didn't do my due diligence and look into that deeper to know how, what, what percentage I should be saving. And because my job matched a certain amount with Mm my, um, in federal government is in your thrift savings plan. And I just, you know, I started out, somebody told me do 5%, do X percent, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, I didn't, it didn't make sense to me. And I didn't do my due diligence and really looking into it into it in the way that I felt like I should have been and so that's one of the things I also agree with and think wholeheartedly anyone who is looking to shore up their finances during their singleness absolutely everything Kayla has shared but also like do your research sit down and pay some attention to what's offered by your job or Mm -hmm. what's offered by your banks or whatever kind of portfolio that you're trying to develop, whether it be through real estate or whether it be through some type of IRA, really do your research, man, because I wish I had. How about that? Yeah, I mean, finance. So much more money saved up. Yeah, finance is really just all about education. And, you know, historically, as people of color, we just haven't been privy to that education. We didn't have, you know, my parents didn't have a me to sit down with them and tell them what's next. Um, And that's part of the reason why I even decided to go into this field when it was introduced to me and why Mm -hmm. I stayed in this field, because as I was going through the classes and I'm, you know, in, I went to the LSU, so right now it's a PWI Mm -hmm. and I'm on the little chocolate drop in most of my classes. 
And I'm just sitting here like, why is my folks the only people who did not know any of this? Mm-hmm. Like, I was living. It's like, how is this possible? How all y'all people know and my folks didn't know? Like, Listen. I just, I just couldn't understand it. But I mean, we always it's tell true. people when we go out um, and do like presentations and stuff, you always take the match. You know, you might not be able to afford the maximum for the year, which I mean, 2022 this year, if you wanted to max out your employer sponsored plan, like your IRA, your 401k with your job, it's 20,500. You don't have $20,500 to put in that account. Cool. Do what they match because that's basically free money. Listen, I didn't have sense enough to do that contribution and have them match me. So (laughs) that's one thing I'm pleased about. I've really just literally found out about the family office. Um, My husband was doing some reading and we were, he has been sharing with me about what the family office means and how you raise funds through this whole that whole thing and I'm probably sure you know about and if you're not knowing get a book read about it but it's just so much financial education out there and I really um don't even think they teach enough about that in schools oh no and it's because you know they have a term that's called accredited investor Hmm. and most people have never heard of this and most people will probably never hear of this because they, you know, even the people who have the income to be considered a credit investor don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. So basically an accredited investor, if you're single, you make over $250,000 a year, you know, hey, you have a million dollar and or have a million dollar net worth without including your personal residence. If you're married, $300,000, same rule. But what that basically allows you to do is get into investments that are not open to the public because you have to, you know, be considered an accredited investor to be in these investments in these, and it allows you to get into these early stage, these early stage ventures, you know, that are up and coming and that are going to take off. So all the people, you know, you saw like Netflix before all this stuff happened, everybody's like, man, how did, why didn't I know? Like, how, how come I couldn't get into, into Netflix? You know, it's because you weren't an accredited investor. So you didn't know, you know, that, that they were, rounding up seed money or things like that to even get in this venture that for everybody who was able to invest in it at its early stages saw you know 100x returns Mm, that's good you you just dropped a real gem right there if someone wants to get into um if you get credited investors is that the term yeah it's called an accredited investor accredited investor if someone wanted to get into that uh industry or arena how could they go about doing the research and just kind of taking advantage of something like that well I mean for one um obviously you gotta get your money up um because like I said in order to be considered an accredited investor you have to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars per year as a single person or three hundred thousand as a married couple so you know you you just not skating by um for a lot of these these offerings. And then also you need to be working with someone who has access to these opportunities because these opportunities really only show up through word of mouth. You got to know people. This is where it pays to know people and to know people in the, the finance arena who have access to these opportunities to help, you know, you as a potential client can tell you like, Hey, this company is doing, you know, around the funding, you know, they're raising money. And when the company takes off, you know, you'll get your money back or, you know, knowing someone who 
in invest in real estate um, in these complexes and you're wondering how all these people like Grant Cardone just, you know, keep making money and stuff. And it's because they're in on these things that are up and coming. And you know, like these things are going to be filled, you know, the company is going to take off and they're able to get in because they have the money to do so. So number one, have the money to do so. Number two, you need to know, you need to know people who know, who know things. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I'm deeply passionate about doing a lot of networking, communicating with people, linking up with people and going to events now that we're back opening back up that's how you getting information I'm not, not trying to be an in, in information junkie by no means but yeah information that's going to serve a greater good in my life so what you shared is just so on point I can't even express how on point on point it is so we've been talking about faith and singleness um so how do you engage your faith in your business. I know that how long have you been in business and what does that mean? How does your faith keep you grounded in your business? I will say deciding that, Ooh, I want to go into entrepreneurship has been the biggest test of my faith to date. Um, because there's just so many things. Like it's a whole new world, you know, like mm. Aladdin and Jasmine saying a whole new world, literally <laughs> a whole new world. Um, but it's such a beautiful journey because it definitely continues to push you into areas of unknown and learning to, to trust yourself with things like I would have never even thought I would mm. be doing. Like uh, one of my mentors says, the funny thing about entering into, so one of my mentors, Marshawn Evans Daniel, she has this amazing book called Believe Bigger. And if you've read Believe Bigger in the book, she has the purpose map. And in the purpose map, she has like the, the zone. So you have, um, I can't remember the first zone, but it's like you go from one zone into your glory zone. And in your glory zone, you discover you're, you're good at things that you didn't even know you were good at. Mm. And that's really kind of what entrepreneurship is. So like you go through school, you have your talents, you know, you know, you have your, your the, the things you learn, the things that you're good at because you, you learn them, but entrepreneurship really forces, forces you. It's really forced me into areas of life, which I would have never thought I'd venture into mm. and seeing that, oh, okay, it's actually not that bad. And I'm actually pretty good at it. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's like, oh, you know, who knew? And it's really been that it's really been stretching in in the most beautiful sense because mm. I feel like it helps you come, it's been helping me come into alignment with the woman that I'm supposed to be. That's and good. for me, I feel like entrepreneurship came by way of a prayer. And let me tell you, prayers can be dangerous. So watch what you pray. Mm. watch what you pray because prayers can be dangerous but (laughs) (laughs) like I prayed this very risky prayer of you know Lord I want to die empty like I don't want to leave this earth with anything that you know you've given me to serve other people with and part of that you know hearing a message about heard a message preached by I think it was Cornelius Lindsay 
um, back when they were in Atlanta and he had preached the message on that. And then I like to listen to people like Les Brown and, you know, mm-hmm. they talk about how the graveyard is the most valuable place on earth because so many people take their dreams with them, you know, in the grave. And I'm like, you know, Lord, I don't want to be one of those people. And then up and come, you know, come around, here's this roller coaster of entrepreneurship, lots of ups, ups and downs, but definitely, you know, faith at the center of it, because it takes faith to keep going when things don't go right. Um, when things don't look the way you want them to look, uh, cause I'm very much perfectionist and I can tell you there ain't nothing that I put out that has looked the way I want it to look. Mm. And I have learned to be okay with that. That's, and I'm that's, that's like, a word right there. That's a word. Cause see, <laughs> Cause I'm, a, I guess I would consider myself a perfectionist. And one of the things that I've learned, I don't even know when I learned it, but let's say I learned it somewhere around 35. Um, <laughs> I learned, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's not going to be perfect. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always, it could always be better. And once I released myself from the pressure of perfectionism, man, <laughs> So you just said a whole word right there. Right. And honestly, you know, it's, it's an ongoing, it's a daily exercise Mm -hmm. to move out of perfectionism because, you know, the thing is, if you're, I know me, like if I'm so focused on keeping it perfect, I'll never release it. And if I Mm -hmm. never release it, then I can't be a value. And one of our mentors and one of the mentors in my mastermind says this all the time. You can't be valuable if you aren't visible. Mm -hmm. And say that one more time. It's like, you can't be valuable if you aren't visible. Mm. And so for me, it's like, if I'm holding on to what I have because it's not perfect, I'm not visible and I can't be of value to you at all. And that completely goes against, you know, my prayer to serve women and to serve believers at the highest level with helping them, you know, with their money, helping them to manage, you know, and increase their money. And using their faith at the foundation of that, because the truth is it takes faith to, to make money. And I truly believe that the highest income you'll ever make is because you trusted God enough with your life to go down this unknown path of whatever it is he's leading you to. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all of that's been added to you after you've done what you were supposed to do. How about that? What is it? Gave some two talents, three talents, 10 talents. What do you want to do with it? Right. And it's like to use your talent. It it absolutely does. And we, you know, we talk about the people who have all the money, um, but you know, they didn't, they didn't get there because they stayed in their comfort zone. Like they took big risk. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these companies that we admire, you know, the apples, the Amazons, all this stuff, they took really big risk Mm -hmm. to make it happen. And as they say, you know, no, no risk, no reward. Mm -hmm. Like you got to bet on somebody. Bet and at the end, yeah, bet on yourself and bet on God in you that he's going to get you through it. And so that's really, you know, the, my, I guess, like faith, faith story with entrepreneurship is like, okay, Lord, you know, you led me here. So I know you ain't going to leave me. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously there's purpose for me here. And even though it's not looking the way I want it to look, you know, all the time you brought me here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just keep on sticking it out and I'm going to keep doing, you know, what you're you telling me to do and you know we're gonna keep it rocking and rolling mm-hmm. you know because I got desires and you know I truly believe desires come from heaven and 
the desires are given to me to be fulfilled so how about that <laughs> yeah I've been um so many times I've run into what you might call obstacles or things that I you know could not do or felt like I was challenged in the area and I just sit back and I said God you brought me here and I know that you didn't bring me here to lead me so it's you and me God you're going to show me how to figure this out you're going to send me the resources that I need so mm-hmm. I, I totally believe that you know he gives us these desires that come from heaven and then we release it out into the earth and it's by his graces by his strength and his might that we're able to do all that he places on our hearts to do so I feel you on that for sure yeah so you know that that is my stance with with business um I just hold fast so it's like all right lord I know you know this is what you led me to this is what you promised me so I'm gonna keep going I don't know when when it's gonna happen you know when when the my ultimate goal is gonna come to pass but you know we're gonna baby step into it mm-hmm. we're gonna baby step into it I'm gonna take the first step you go do the rest mm-hmm. so so what do you wish you had known when you started out on your entrepreneurship journey um when you started is there anything you wish you had known before you started if I had known anything that I know now quite honestly I probably wouldn't have (laughs) oh wow because you know no front it's hard work it is hard work and you the mind I mean but the mindset you develop you know, going through entrepreneurship and building something that you believe in and really figuring out, you know, who you are and, you know, what your niche is and what you want to do. The process is absolutely worth it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you tell anybody, oh, you're going to have to do this, 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 you know, it's going to be like this, 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 all of that before they get started, they'll never get started. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say, like, if I knew all the stuff that I know now about, entrepreneurship if I knew it back then I would have been like oh yeah that's too much work I ain't I ain't even going (laughs) like I ain't even trying to trying to put myself into that type of emotional turmoil (laughs) (laughs) so what gives you the courage to keep going every day you know what keeps you what keeps you going what gives you that courage other than your faith I know that you are a faith-driven woman but what else keeps you going every day I mean, outside of faith, I would just say it's because God has just blessed me with a never satisfied, like, sense of ambition. I've just always been the girl that's like, oh, that, yep, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna see it. And I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna quit until it's done. That's always just been my approach to everything. When I, you know, when I was in school, I was like, I'm not staying in Louisiana. People were like, well, how are you going to get out of Louisiana? I'm getting out of Louisiana. I strategically made a plan. It was like, I'm going to LSU because no matter where I go in the world, people know what Louisiana State University is. They may not know about the academics, but at the bottom line, they know about the athletics. That was always my plan. My, all my friends went to a completely different school for me, but I was going to LSU because I was getting out of the state. I went to LSU. I got out of the state came up here, you know, and I'm still here in the DMV area, uh, right outside of Washington, DC. And, you know, said I would, I told myself when I was back in school, I was going to get a master's degree. I have a master's degree. 
there are just so many things. And when I was younger, I used to, my brother actually reminded me when I was younger, um, as a child, I used to always say, I'm going to build an empire. I don't know where it, I don't know where it came from. Um, because I, I grew up in a small town right off of military base. I had never seen anybody who, I don't think I had ever met anybody who actually made a million dollars in a year, let alone seen a, met a woman or even seen a woman that owned her own business that made a million dollars in a year. But I used to just always go around telling people that I was going to build an empire. And so at this point, I'm like, I have to be true to myself. Like I said it, I said it a lot. And I don't take that as like, you know, childhood folly. I'm like, obviously I was onto something and I have to be true to myself. And so I have to do it. I have to build this empire because little Kayla said I was going to do it. And I'm true to my word. My dad always said, your word is your bond. It's my bond. I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So the Girl Go Global community and podcast is all about embracing the multi-layers of our lives and stepping into our power and and reaching the calling that we feel from within. And I believe that you, Kayla, are a global girl. You are literally showing up and manifesting, seems like all that the Lord has called you to do at this time. Although I know, I'm sure there's much more to come from you. But tell me in your own words, what it means to go global. Going global. So (laughs) funny, funny thing. So for this year, my scripture for the year is Psalms 512. And, you know, basically it says, you know, with, you know, to, to the righteous, God will surround you, surround you with favor as a shield. And I happened to be listening to TDJs one day and he was talking about favor and what favor meant. And one of the definitions that he gave for favor was influence. And so I'm like, okay, you know, trying to put two and two together, trying to make sense of this verse. Cause I'm like, this is a really random verse. Why, you know, why would this even be like the thing that I, I am anchoring myself in for the year, but basically you know, for the righteous, being, being righteous, um, you know, being, being the woman that is standing in whatever you call, you're being called to do at this point in time, like you don't have to try and go viral, you know, as most people do on like TikTok or Instagram or whatever, you don't have to try and go viral. You just need to be doing whatever it is that God's called you to do and he'll expand you. You know, his, his favor will go before you. And that'll give you, and he'll, he'll, you know, expand your influence to everybody else. And so that's kind of what I see as the, the definition of going global is just being righteous and whatever the assignment is, you know, being, being seen as upright and whatever the assignment is that he's given you and he'll take you global. That's good. Oh my. So I pulled up Psalm 5 verse 12 NIV version and just to quote that version It says, surely, Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favor as with a shield. Wow. So if we just personify this idea about favor for the righteous as a shield, that means God's favor, it goes before me. Because what do you use a shield to do to cover you, to protect Mm -hmm. you? My, my, my. All right now. That's good. So as we get ready to wrap up this conversation, I just want to thank you, Kayla, for coming on and chatting with me about your faith, 
of in business, your faith in business. And I like before we wrap up just to kind of like say a quick prayer for the single women out there we promise that we say a prayer and I want to commit to that so (laughs) (laughs) Kayla do you mind praying for the single women that they would shore up their faith that they would look to the Lord that they would you know even go into their finances and clean that up while they're in their waiting season absolutely absolutely so Let's just go ahead and Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for all of the ladies under the sound of my voice. I thank you that you continue to, you know, offer them wisdom and surround them with people, whether that be in person or virtually that are going to help take them into their next level. I pray that they find contentment in you and who you are and who you want to be in their life in this season and that they are so content with you that they don't want or long or feel lonely or even desire anything else that's outside of your will for for them in this lifetime, Lord. And just God, I thank you for all that you're doing in their lives, in my life, in, in all of our lives collectively. I thank you for the massive impact that, you know, they're going to have. I thank you for the, the assignment that is on all of their lives and, you know, I, and how they're going to to continue to bless, bless the people around them, bless the people in our community. And even for the ones that you've called as, you know, as the girls who you, who you are going to elevate to go global, you know, Lord, everyone will be, a piece of everyone will be felt, you know, whether they are the face of the global movement or whether they're just a part of it. And so God, I thank you for, you know, who you are, who you're going to be and all the things that you're doing, all the things that you've done and everything that you are going to do in the future. And so Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Kayla. I have with me, Miss Kayla Walter. If you'd like to connect with Kayla, please Kayla share with the people how they can connect with you and reach out to you for your services. Absolutely. Um, so you can connect with me on Instagram at Kayla M. Walter one. So that's K-A-Y-L-A letter M W A L T R in the number one, or you can just send me an email at info at KaylaWalter.com. You can also check out my website, which is KaylaWalter.com. Thank you so much, girls. Let's go global. Thank you so much for listening.